Back in March, a group of nine students boarded a plane for a really long trek to Malawi, which is a landlocked nation in southeastern Africa. Under the guidance of Chris Harnish, an associate professor of architecture specializing in healthcare design and director of the Malawi Health and Design Collaborative, they would spend two weeks not only sightseeing, though they did squeeze some of that in, but meeting with high-ranking government officials, industry professionals, and their academic peers. The purpose of the trip was to get a better understanding of health design and infrastructure in a place sorely lacking in both. To call it the experience of a lifetime, as several people on the trip did, would be an understatement. It's not hyperbole to say that their visit came in the early stages of what could be a transformative time in Malawi, and one that, with Thomas Jefferson University as a partner, could ultimately bring the first ever advanced teaching hospital to the nation. In this episode of the Nexus Podcast, we take a look at the university's growing ties with the Kamuzu University of Health Sciences, or KUHES, which was formed in 2021 after a merger between the University of Malawi College of Medicine and the Kamuzu College of Nursing. Should visions become reality, it will be a major step forward for patients, health providers, and students. And it will happen in part because officials there saw the unique fusion of health and design programs at a university located 8,000 miles away. The roots of this story date back as far as 2007. Professor Chris Harnish was establishing a presence in the region, working for an NGO which places architects around the world in the context of humanitarian development projects. When he started working at Jefferson, then called Philly U, in 2009, his focus was on architectural and sustainable technologies. We'll let Professor Harnish take it from here. When I was living in South Africa, I visited Malawi as a tourist and really loved it. In 2012, I was invited by the U.S. Embassy in Malawi to lecture at the University of Malawi, the Polytechnic, and University of Malawi Chancellor College. And I lectured at the Poly one evening to mostly architecture students and got to know faculty. We really hit it off right away. Some of those faculty are now some of my closest colleagues in Malawi and real kudos to them for maintaining and facilitating that relationship for the next four or five years to the point that I applied for a Fulbright Fellowship to teach at the Polytechnic with those colleagues. The thesis of Harnish's Fulbright was apropos of the moment. As the international humanitarian community realizes the potential of this emergent architectural practice, Malawian academic institutions must empower architecture students with the skills necessary to address social and environmental challenges the country faces. That was the focus of his teachings dating back to the start, and a philosophy that he holds on to to this day. His time there enabled him to establish closer ties in the Ministry of Health's infrastructure unit. Those important relationships ultimately afforded Jefferson students opportunities they would not see elsewhere. 
in about 2018. We created partnerships with them and, and really got the students here in Philly involved through our design studios. Over time, we did an evaluation of the Ministry of Health's prototypical health center design and did a study of it around a variety of criteria, including environmental performance, passive ventilation, passive heating and cooling strategies, and patient dignity. Harnish split his time between Malawi and Philadelphia and was here in early 2020 when the world was about to dramatically change forever. March 17th of 2020 as the world was melting down and we decided we were going to teach online here at Jefferson. I stared at the four walls in my row house for about 48 hours, freaking out. Everybody was. Talk about the personal versus professional crisis. I looked around and said, I'm out. And I bought a one-way ticket to Malawi for 18 hours later, and it ended up being the last flight into the country that you could get in on a tourist visa. It was crazy. Next thing you know, I was there for 18 months. I didn't predict it, but realized as it was going on that I was going in that direction. The international development community was going in the opposite direction. And all the people that are there doing humanitarian work from Europe and the States and Global North bailed. All of the people who stayed or came, in my case, it really represented a meaningful commitment to the country amongst our Malawian partners. COVID wasn't as bad as one might think it would be in Malawi because it has a younger population that spends much of its time outdoors walking regularly. Harnish taught his classes virtually from his veranda as everyone was preparing for what could be the worst in a setting with really underdeveloped health provisions. There weren't many ventilators in the country, let's put it that way. It could have been bad and it miraculously really wasn't. It was during that time that Harnish fostered a close relationship with leadership at Kuhas, a university which had just undergone a similar merger to Jefferson's. With that relationship growing during the pandemic, along came October 2021 and a scheduled meeting between Harnish and Dr. McPherson Malewa, who was then the acting vice chancellor of Kuhas. Mac said, oh yeah, I've got an agenda item for you as well. So I went in and told him about our little $20,000 research projects and some stuff like that. And he said, well, I've got a really interesting one that I wanted to tell you about. We have a line on a half a billion dollars in funding to build a new teaching hospital. It would be completely off the grid, generate its own power, capture, store, and manage its own water, produce its own food, about 300 beds, 25 centers of excellence. We're going to need to totally transform our curriculum, make international partners and benchmarks against international institutions, all with the goal of building the first advanced teaching hospital in the country. The need for such a facility is dire in Malawi, where there is little advanced care available for patients. Both Harnish and the Kuhas team, which visited Jefferson this summer, explain there is extremely limited cardiac and advanced oncology care. They estimate that roughly 90% of people who receive out-of-country referrals do not follow through with it for a litany of reasons. Beyond that, Harnish says the creation of a teaching hospital would also help Malawi potentially bolster its healthcare profession. 
That's something we'll hear about from the Malawi team in a few minutes, as well as how the current system creates a brain drain of potential medical professionals who remain abroad post-graduation for professional and personal reasons. All of those wrinkles could be ironed out by bringing the dreams of a teaching hospital to fruition. Part of what prompted the Malawi team to approach Harnish was how post-merger Jefferson already had the roadmap to establishing a fusion of health, design, and a litany of other features. What he said was, this was keeping me up at night thinking, how are we going to get the design of this hospital sorted and all of the what we would consider design-related planning and architectural planning? And how are we going to do all of the curriculum mapping and the transformation and all the human resources work we're going to need to do in order to get this hospital up and running? And I thought of you. For Harnish, that is a testament to Jefferson itself. He took notice. The world is taking notice. What does a collaboration like this offer students that choose Jefferson that they may not have access to if they go somewhere else? At the master's level, the amount of students that either started in architecture or design and are now moving into public health or medicine or the opposite, those numbers are really exploding. That's for good reason and one that Jefferson is uniquely situated to push forward. Those reasons became starkly clear during the early months of the pandemic. The future of design is around health. In the last hundred or so years, we've moved from the Industrial Revolution into a sort of technology and refinement revolution with modernism and streamlining of architectural production. And then it moved into mechanical systems, elevators, ventilation systems, etc., that turned all of these buildings into these death traps of COVID. And, and then it moved into sustainability and it was, oh my gosh, all of these systems are using an enormous amount of energy. How do we refine that? I think we've already figured that out. I'm not convinced it's sustainability anymore. I think the future of design is around human experience and health. Obviously that includes components of sustainability, especially in settings that are more vulnerable to climate disaster and getting hotter. Obviously building performance affects it, but I think that the lens is really shifting from sustainable buildings into the health of its users. We're just extremely well aligned for that. Since 2013, all of Harnish's studios have been focused on health design. Last year, that meant fifth-year architecture students focused on health infrastructure were actually able to go to Malawi and check things out. Students today want to do something meaningful and good for the world, and they're design-minded people, and they want to put that kind of design skill set to good use. As soon as they get into a health setting and understand that the hypothetical clients that they're designing for are in some of the most vulnerable moments in their lives, and how can architecture make those extremely vulnerable, extremely terrifying moments more dignified, more calming, it's just really meaningful work to do. The timing was fortuitous as one student was working on designing infectious care units and the others were working on an initial vision for the design of the proposed teaching hospital. 
they designed the patient rooms so that there was private outdoor nooks right outside the patient's window for family members to be able to sit outside the window and look in and see the patient and have the patient see the family and the family see the patient. And of course, we know that's one of the most terrifying things about COVID. I loved that. I think the students in the middle of all of this kind of trauma and challenge that they were going through personally, they were observing worldwide, and then they were able to put their design skills to it. That too speaks to what Harnish calls the beauty of the merger, specifically citing doctors Risa Lewis and Trisha Henwood, professor of emergency medicine radiology and director of global strategic partnerships respectively, for virtually attending his students' presentations. He also cited Dr. Megan Gannon for her work with maternal and child health care issues. Students were getting consultation from doctors who have worked in infectious disease units. For my students, final review last year during COVID, we had 70 guests from all over the world. It's just really fascinating to have doctors and architects showing up on the same call talking to students who are so damn smart that they're leading a discussion between these two professions. One of the students who came with us this year, Callie Collins, worked on the design of this infectious disease unit, and she was able to present it to the Ministry of Health. The students were off the plane for less than 24 hours, and here's Callie presenting her design for an infectious disease unit to the Ministry of Health. It's really impactful and meaningful work that the students do. These are not do-gooder missions. We're not there to try to save the world in two weeks. And it was really our goal to present students all of the professional activities that are going on in the country and all of the challenges in the country that both academia and government are addressing. Over the course of two weeks, the group visited architecture and engineering firms, major hospitals, the Ministry of Health, and universities. Most importantly, they engaged stakeholders at KUHAS on their vision and planning for the future teaching hospital. The students were able to see all of the intellectual capacity and vigor that's being put forth in a country with an enormous amount of challenges. It was really inspiring for the students to see the professional class so committed to the well-being and development of the country. Malawi has a really fantastic cultural ethos and energy around the country's development and the population's well-being. And that's the kind of stuff we wanted to show students. Malawi is a country of extreme poverty. There's no doubt about it. It's awfully easy to see the poverty. What's important is to see a country that is actively trying to address it. What does it mean for a designer, an architect, to work in a space like that? That's what's inspiring, and I think that's what I really hope the students took away from the trip. To be sure, students who went on the trip concur with Harnish's assessment. We spoke with two of them about it. Hi, my name is Callie Collins. I am a recent graduate at Thomas Jefferson University. I went there for an undergrad in architecture. I'm from Westchester, and that's where I got my background in architecture, just studying the local buildings. Hi, I'm Jakaya Jack. I just graduated with my bachelor's in architecture. I'm from Eastern Pennsylvania, and right now I'm living in Philly and working in Philly. Both Callie and Jakaya raved not only about the trip itself and what it offered, but how it's prepared them for their professional lives. 
First, we'll hear from Callie. It was a trip of a lifetime. It was just really enriching. We had gone for two weeks, and the scope of the trip was to immerse ourselves not only to architecture, but the culture of both Blantyre and the Long Way in context to the global healthcare class that Professor Harnish was teaching. It was a mix between exploring local architecture as well as local public healthcare facilities, as well as meeting a lot of people in the realm of architecture and the healthcare industry. We had quite a few presentations. Me specifically, I had two, one with the Ministry of Health and one with KUHAS. In her role as a teaching assistant, Callie served as a bridge for current students who would also have the opportunity to make presentations. Callie's presentation involved the work that she had done designing infectious disease units. Professor Harnish had never done a project on infectious disease units before, specifically because COVID-19 was a newer thing, and this was something that had been recently been popping up a need for isolation units for diseases that couldn't necessarily be exposed to others, like tuberculosis in a hospital, because of how contagious it was and how volatile immune systems are. The scope of my work and my project was a universal building that could be placed anywhere and was specific to a region that might not be able to maintain mechanical equipment, which is something that is pretty common in the public health care infrastructure of Malawi. Jakaya was one of those nine students. She first became interested in architecture during a CAD class in high school. Her teacher steered her toward what was then called Philadelphia University, and when they visited campus, she and her mother just fell in love with it. I have always loved doing design, and I actually came into school as interior design just because I had the most exposure to that, watching HDTV, rearranging my bedroom, things like that. After I took my first year studio, I realized that I wanted to work a little bit more with the building and inform that a little bit more. How did the trip come about for you? It actually started with one of our classmates, Amanda. We were sitting in one of the classrooms, just talking about Malawi. Chris was like briefing us about the class and all that. And Amanda was like, what if we go to Malawi? And Chris was like, ask about it. See what you can do. We were able to make it work. COVID hit during winter break and they closed down travel. And we didn't, at least I didn't really know if it was going to happen. I was like, yeah, if it happens, it happens. But then a week or two before, I was like, oh, we're going to Malawi. Like, (laughs) it's going to be fun. Talk to us about your time at Jefferson and how it built toward being able to go on this trip. I'm a completely different person, student than I was five years ago. I 100% can say that. Coming into the school, I knew the basics of drafting, CAD, things like that, but the creativity behind it and all that you can do with architecture and design within the built environment, I had no idea. In these five years and numerous classes and professors I've had, it's just opened my eyes completely. And fast forward to now with Malawi, I don't think I would have been able to take all that I did away from this trip My schooling thus far really prepared me to go into this trip with open eyes and see and take away all that I can. Upon their returns, both Jakaya and Callie shook off the jet lag and headed right to a Jefferson career fair the same day they got back. It's a memory that they both recall fondly. First, let's hear from Callie. 
prior to the trip, I was hemming and hauling on what I wanted to do with my future. I never really saw myself as a nine to five worker following a stringent career path in architecture. I like the off the beaten path road. Going on this trip made me realize that I needed that background before I could start being off the beaten path. And it gave me that confidence that I had been missing in order to start applying to jobs in architecture. Literally got off the plane, took a nap, and then went to the career fair. I just went up to every table that I knew had a relation to healthcare design. And I said, hey, just letting you know, I've been traveling for 36 hours and this is what I've been doing abroad. And it got my foot in the door in a lot of places. And I was able to land every single job that I applied for because of that. It gave me an air of confidence because if you're able to travel abroad and speak to ministries of health in a different country and you're presenting your own work, and being able to talk about your own work and say, I designed this, I have an expertise on this. I'm getting introduced as an expert and I'm only 23 at the time. I remember in one of my first months at my current job, I was sitting in a boardroom for a client, a developer in Philadelphia, and I didn't feel nervous and I couldn't figure out why at first. And I looked over at my team lead and the director of architecture and all I could see was Professor Harnish. I realized it's because well, I've been here before. I've had this experience already. I have no need to be nervous. For her part, Jakaya says the overseas experience instilled her with a level of confidence that says she belongs in the architecture field. As a black woman in the profession, in the U.S., architecture is a predominantly white, male-dominated field. So going into Malawi, we're touring these architecture and engineering firms that are all predominantly black, and seeing people who look like me in those positions was extremely empowering, and it made me feel so comfortable and really welcomed in the space. And I've taken that back with me, just knowing that I do have a seat at the table. There is space for me, and whether it's in the U.S. or abroad, there's space for me. Did you not feel that way before you went there? I definitely did, but I knew that I'd have to push a few people to the side, make some room. At the end of the day, your talent and what you have to offer speaks louder than how you look. As for memories from the trip itself, Jakaya fondly looks back on the camaraderie that developed amongst the students. Watching Callie give her presentation before the Ministry of Health, the scenery and wildlife they saw while driving from Lilongwe to Blantyre, and meeting architecture students and professionals. She's already putting the experience to use in her professional life, having landed a job at Gensler upon her return. Aside from like the touristy things that we did, I really did appreciate connecting with the architecture students that were from Malawi and the other professionals in Malawi. I think that really helped change my perspective. Callie noted how impressed she was with the students who worked to immerse themselves in the culture, learn from observing, and then apply those lessons to their designs. She was also asked about her takeaways from her time in Malawi. I've traveled my entire life, but I hadn't traveled to a non-Western context before. And it's not that I wasn't expecting what I came into. I was very much aware that my perspective would change. I didn't realize that I would have so much trouble accepting what I was doing as the right thing to do, which is still something that I struggle with. I think anyone who goes over to a non-Western context to design would struggle with. If we are to continue to design in a place that is not where we are from, then it has to be solely out of interest and not out of the belief that we need to be there. The trip is one thing. What it's on the verge of is something entirely different. Kuhas is in the midst of securing funding to build the first advanced teaching hospital in the nation's history. 
In his role as director of the Jefferson Consortium of African Partnerships in Jefferson's Center for Global Engagement, Harnish is seeking collaborative opportunities across a wide array of university disciplines. We're also working on a grant proposal with Partners in Health and CUHES around the strategizing of the distribution of health facilities in response to climate crisis. Malawi has been hit twice in the last five years with major cyclones that displaced a significant numbers of population. And in the Chikwawa district, 140,000 people were separated from secondary level health infrastructure, secondary level hospitals, district hospitals, completely cut off due to flooding and destruction of roads. Partners in Health and us are working to develop a methodology to understand what actually happened. Where did patients move and go? And then geographically, how isolated were they and where could they go? What's it look like moving forward? Jefferson has an amazing opportunity to really put this concept of the merger to the test. We are sitting on 300 hectare health city that is at once all of the design related things between sustainability and health of users, the future of the African city in many ways. Meanwhile, it's also the first advanced hospital in the country. We have an opportunity here to have partnerships across disciplines and across medical specialties working on this thing together for what could be for a very long time. And it's really satisfying. That mindset will be of the utmost importance as that exciting new project in Malawi develops. Several months ago, the groundwork was continuing to be laid when a trio of officials from KUHES visited the university from Malawi. It is the next step in a multi-year process that can transform the very face of healthcare in the African nation. During a break in meeting with university and health system officials, the three sat down to discuss the burgeoning project. I am Francis Moto, a professor of background in education and for uh, University Administration. Okay, I'm Belinda Gombashika. Um, I am an associate professor in nursing and I'm the acting deputy vice chancellor for Kamunchi University of Health Sciences. And my, my name is Mark Malewa. I'm a professor of pediatric neurology and pediatrics. Talk to me about why you're in Philadelphia this week. We're here because we want to partner with Jefferson University as we venture into ambitious projects of setting up a high-tech university teaching hospital in Malawi. How did this relationship start? It was mostly through Professor Christopher Harnish, who has been working in Malawi for the past few years, looking on health-related projects. We met a few years ago on a number of projects, and when this prospect of coming up with high-tech university teaching hospital, we looked no further. We thought Chris is the person that can actually help us propel ourselves to the future that we want to be. What about Jefferson matches up well with your vision for this project? So before Chris Harnish, I didn't know anything about Jefferson. Yes, I knew there was Jefferson University, but the details of the university, we got to know about it, Chris. And we knew that Chris is into uh, health architecture, has related building architecture. Therefore, when, when we started thinking about how to start planning for this huge project, then that's when we thought uh, Chris is the right, right guy to help us 
But we also uh, got to realize that Jefferson is a multidisciplinary university, particularly in health sciences, and it has all the areas, expertise, and skills that we need. Describe what this project looks like at this point and your vision for it when it's complete. Our vision is essentially to come up with a world-class, high-tech university teaching hospital to provide world-class medical and health services and education with also centers of excellence in one place. We know that within the next few years, if we nail it, it's going to change the landscape of health provision, health service provision, education in Malawi and beyond. So we, we look forward to it. And that's why we think for us to deliver, we needed to partner with Jefferson University. What does the landscape currently look like and what gaps would this project fill? Currently in Malawi, we do not have the kind of high-tech university hospital of this kind. We do have medical complications that arise from various conditions in Malawi that often require assistance from abroad. Most of our patients that require specialist care get sent abroad to places like India, Kenya, and South Africa. There is not any other hospital outside these areas that can handle the kind of cases that I'm talking about. So this hospital will fill that gap. Every year, every month, we have hundreds and hundreds of patients that need that kind of expert care. At the moment, they wait in vain, they die because they don't get the opportunity to be referred to these international universities for uh, specialist care. So when we have this high-tech infested teaching hospital within Malawi, then it means all the patients that are at the moment, there's nothing we can do for them, they'll be supported and helped. Professor Harnish also mentioned that an impact of this could be to reverse a brain drain dynamic where people who want to go into the health fields will go abroad for education and then stay abroad when they complete their studies. Talk to me about that. There are a number of uh, health professionals, doctors, nurses, pharmacists, etc., that went abroad to Europe and, and the United States of America to train, but they never uh, returned to Malawi for a number of reasons. Some of them because they feel they are super specialized and if they were to go back to Malawi, they have nothing to do because they don't have the kind of equipment that would deliver the services. These are the kind of people that once we build the high-tech university teaching hospital, they will see indeed there is the equipment, the environment, and conditions for them to have the kind of job satisfaction that they would get. In addition to that, Dr. Malewa also notes that some health professionals don't return because they worry about what would ensue should they or their loved ones need treatment for a condition that's currently unavailable there. They'd rather stay where they are because they know that they or their families swear to be in trouble medically, it would be uh, looked after. So we hope that indeed this venture, this project, will attract all those in diaspora to provide the much-needed service, medical and health professional service, but also education for Malawians. So that's one of the advantages of this big project. Incomprehensibly large scale, this vision. What's the genesis of this project? This is a new university that is only about a year old. It is a major of two colleges, the University of Malawi, College of Medicine that was established in 1991, which mostly trains doctors and pharmacists, 
and the Kamunzu College of Nursing that mostly trains nurses, and it was established in 1979. The major of these two institutions into one university gave us an opportunity to rethink how do we want to transform this institution to a world-class university. And we realized that one of the enablers is our own high-tech university teaching hospital. So we thought that indeed we've got great ambitions to transform healthcare provision and education in Malawi. And one way of delivering that is this hospital. What about its merger of medical and health design establishes Jefferson in your mind as a good partner for this project? Jefferson has undergone a similar transformation, major between Philadelphia University and Thomas Jefferson University. We are in, in the same kind of boat. But also, we know that the, the major has brought about Jefferson being a health plus design institution. So, therefore, we require such skills if we must deliver in this ambitious high-tech university teaching hospital. Apart from the expertise that Jefferson has in the clinical areas, nursing section or health sciences, education, research and training is the health plus design that makes it unique as a partner in this whole adventure. Where do things go from here? We've been here the past few days, learned a lot from Jefferson. We've come up with various units that need to start now as a springboard to the whole project. We'll go back and work on the various areas, various centers that we have decided should be the beginning and work closely with Jefferson with teams that will be set up in Jefferson. We'll have teams that will be set up in Malawi and together we'll continue discussing and then once the funding has been made available, the whole thing will start. For his part, Francis Moto explains that his role as chairperson of health sciences is to act as a liaison between the academic side and the governmental side in Malawi. It is also a learning process for the chairperson to hear our hosts give their views and reactions on this very important project for the government and the people of Malawi. And also for me to hear how management understands the, the needs of the project and how they project it to our partners. This is very important so that I also know whether they articulating the vision of the university in the way that government I would like it to be. And I've heard over the last few days, management during the meetings explaining that this project fits very well with the government position as of now in its blueprint for development in the country. And that the health sector had this project implemented yesterday. My role has been to listen to both sides, learn, and will be reporting to the Malawi government of what has gone on on our side and what has been discussed here and the benchmarks that have been achieved so far and where we go from here. It's not often when you are starting a new project where the two parties reach a common understanding almost from the way go. And that's what we have seen working with Jefferson, that we are of like minds and that they also have indicated to us that they will not be transplanting things that happen in Jefferson into, into Malawi, but that they will want to do things that are relevant. Having said that, we haven't just met our colleagues, maybe in the lower ranks, but we have also met the president of uh, Jefferson, which is a plus. Somebody who has also shared our vision, inspired by it, and is willing to walk the talk together. And this is very important in any project where you get support from the highest office of an institution. Francis Moto shares that his team would leave Philadelphia energized at the prospects of success. 
this is a mammoth project which the country is geared to seeing take off. Those people we have spoken to are almost expressing disbelief that this new university would take over and lead it to fruition. But we just, we are so convinced because of the collaboration, the things that we have learned this week, that this is possible and that the country will gain socially as well as economically. Because as the Vice-Chancellor said, there is a lot of money that is spent on sending people abroad. And as we were coming here, I saw two patients who were boarding on uh, a plane at Blanta Airport or Chileka Airport to go to India for treatment. So we are aware of what is happening and this huge solution to expenditure of uh, large sums of uh, money to look after the entire, not the entire nation, but uh, those who require medical attention of a specialized nature. For her part, Belinda Gombachika, associate professor at the College of Nursing and vice chancellor of the newly merged university, speaks about the Malawian institutions having already merged in the process. She also spoke about the former having a previous relationship with Jefferson before talks of the teaching hospital started percolating. There is a benefit to working together with Jefferson to help bolster the curriculum, she says. They will also work to develop neonatal care curriculum having already benefited by meeting with nurses and other medical professionals. Thomas Jefferson is also going to assist us to try to look into the documents that we have. How can we improve? Moving forward, we want to think of the future. We don't want to think about the past. We were privileged because we've heard that the medical college here, their documents are recent, they've changed quite a lot. So that's also a plus because we'll take that step as well. Mutual learning from both partners will continue through existing exchange programs. We have our strength here, they also have their strength. So we're going to exchange ideas this time around. We are happy to say that Thomas Jefferson is offering almost everything. So it's like a one-stop shop where we have come, we have landed, and then we're able to pick things that we want. So the teams that are going to be developed, they're really going to see through improvements in terms of how we operate as academicians. And even administrators, we have people in ICT, finance, all those, even marketing, all those things that are going to change. What we have observed is Thomas Jefferson University also had this merge. So it's unfortunate that we are coming in when we had already merged, but it's not late because we can still learn as to how they managed. I'm working with Thomas Jefferson University. Circling back to the former students involved in the process already, Jakaya Jack will be watching as an alumna, but she also hopes to have some continuing input as the process continues. We're years and years away from the ribbon cutting of this huge multi-million dollar project. But when we're in Malawi, we were able to connect with so many different people. I was able to see that there's so much that can be done and so much to be done. I'd love to be a part of this, this groundbreaking thing as well, but I would also love to build a concrete structure that might take two, three months. I just wanna help and I just want to be a part of this change that is going on. For his part, Malewa was grateful for the eager level of cooperation and support that his team is receiving from its partners at Jefferson. It is a relationship that buoys his faith in the project's prospects for success moving forward. We are excited and grateful at Jefferson's willingness to work with us. When we merged with Camus College of Nursing and College of Medicine, we believed in being together. 
we believe in train them together so that they can work together and we believe that indeed with Jefferson the future is brighter together to learn more about this and other Jefferson stories please visit jefferson.edu backslash the nexus Today's interviews were conducted by Brian Hickey with production support from Dan Bernstein. Thank you for listening.